0: This Matchday 3 Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for $20 off and we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon time, the northeast of England. Today is, I'm going to cheat and check yesterday's baseball notes, August the 23rd, Wednesday, correct? And we've got match day, three picks, which goes from Friday all the way through to Sunday, tea time, I think. There's no Monday night game. So three, it's uh, a uh, three-day weekend, Tierra Picks, uh, for the upcoming weekend. Joining me from Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. What's happening? Evening, Malcolm. How are we doing? I am. Um, I'd say I was a good uh, 8.7 out of 12. That would be my where I am now. That's not. That's not bad.
1: It's all right. It? You'd take that more stairs, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd. I'd... See, I'm, I'm lower than that. Like I've got a bit of a pain in my shoulder. I'm struggling oh, a little
0: bit. What's happened there then?
1: I can't work out if it's muscular or if I'm having a heart attack. Um, I'm undecided at the moment. But it's been a few
0: days now. Um, I'm still alive. So that's a bonus. Given that action, Baz, you look like you've, been bo- you've bowled a few overs. Is that not the case? You're not been oh, steaming man. in off your long run? No, unfortunately not. Uh, Josh Vance is straight yes, in the comments. Josh. <laughs> that's not me either. That's not I- me I'm not even touching I'm not touching my keyboard. Look, that's Josh. That's all Josh. We should kick straight off with our because uh, <laughs> we're
1: halfway through the last show we picked um a handful of picks on the European football. I I, I won last night. So I took PSV to score two or more. You took PSV to win. So the two two meant it was um it was my night last night, but night tonight was very much yours because I took under two point five goals in the Villa V Hibs game. Uh it finished five 0 and you got right up the ladder. Uh, you, I went up the ladder, Baz. I'm up there. Aston Can Villa over me? two point five, Aston Villa over three point five, Aston Villa over four point five six to one for your over four point five goals. So well done, to you. I, I um, definitely got it wrong. I thought they would make changes, and to be honest, as soon as I saw the lineup, I thought my bet's not looking good here. Um, so yeah, well done, Malcolm. That was a cracking pick, and uh, well done for getting up. I think that's our first ladder of the year, isn't it? First yes. plane. So boards well for the weekend. But uh, cheers for that shouting up, Josh. I've
0: it, uh, <laughs> it's not me. It's not me, ma'am. Uh, it's just a, a person called Josh. You, I've, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of time we, for.
1: We uh, we always shout out our winners, but we'll, we'll always own up to our losers as well. Uh, we don't hide, hide from them, Mike. So I, I hold my hands up. I got that one entirely wrong. Uh, but I'm uh, gonna the Champions League, the Europa League qualifiers tomorrow.
0: Absolutely, I'll be honest. This midweek stuff, Bars, has not been my forte at all. Like the Champions League last season, I was dog shit. Um, the AFL have not been great, even the women's for like Premier League, I've done all right. The women's World Cup, I've struggled. Anytime we've got out of the Premier League, it's not been good for me. So, um yeah, I've got one got one tonight, so I'm happy with that. Um, tell you what, the chat's kicking off, Baz, so I'll say hello to him. Slick Rick was first in. Uh, he gets a rosette. Pat Foster, you need to talk about... Well, you don't need to. You want to talk about Pat Foster in a minute, we'll do that. Uh, Josh, my hero, evening. Captain Insano. real here. Uh, Francis
1: Gallagher. Francis is a new one. I think Francis has started following us on the old TikTok, Twitter. He's been in touch. I know he had a few winners from some of our stuff last week. He's... Uh, Good to see him joining the YouTube chat. More the merrier. It's good to see you. Let's hope for some more winners this
0: weekend. Correct, Baz. Um, so before we started, I said I haven't got any sort of lifestyle chat, Baz, any uh any general bollocks. And I but I did see uh, Pat's itching to join the show tonight. And you said, Well, I listened to his podcast, but I'll wait until the show to tell you all about it. Uh, so yeah. tell us about Pat's show.
1: I um obviously Pat's one of our followers, he listens to the show, he uh Takes a lot of notice, gives us a lot of good feedback. Um, Pat Pat shared his, his notes last week, didn't he? He wrote down. He did everything. yeah. If Malcolm, you might remember last week, I'd made a digital copy of all of our picks, and if Pat had messaged me, he could have had the VIP treatment. We could have just sent him the picks list over. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to write all night long for, for this episode, uh, I can send you it over in spreadsheet format later on. No, um, people like
0: the hard copy man. You see, what know. we know about Pat is he's a music man, so he like he like vinyl. So, uh, having your notes written down on a bit of paper is the betting equivalent of having a big vinyl collection, Baz, I reckon.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, Pat's uh, he, he follows us on uh, the old socials, and, and we follow him, and I know he does a podcast um, called Rock in the Suburbs. He's a bit of a music enthusiast. So, I had a little listen on the way to work. Okay. Um, and there's a load of short episodes, and I thought, this is right up Malcolm Street. I enjoyed it, but I thought, you love it. You're driving around in the van often. Um so yeah, I listened to a few of his recent new music um, episodes, and, and I was a bit surprised to see a new music entry for a Block Party. Can you remember them, Malcolm? Oh, I remember
0: Block Party with the they, scene. They
1: come up on uh, on Pat's podcast. They've got some new music out. I've been seeing them a few times back in the day. I didn't realize they were back on the scene, so I learned something new there. But yeah. there's some good stuff, some good bands on there, and some good crack from Pat and his. Uh, his co-host. So, uh yes, give Rock in the Suburbs podcast a listen for some new
0: music stuff. Oh, I love that. But- well, completely and utterly, by coincidence, when I said to you, I haven't got any chat, I said I've got a couple of other bits written down that we talked about ages ago. We said, like, on, like, episode three of the World Cup show or whatever, that we might do shit like a, a song of the week, you know, like a recommendation kind of thing, because we, yeah. often we've been talking about food mainly. Um So in the absence of no other chat bars, I wrote two things down that have come to my attention this week. One is a film, right? Now, you know I've seen about seven films in my life, right? You can name them all. Grease, Seabiscuit 2, Independence Day. Uh, sorry, Seabiscuit 1. Um, oh, what's it called? Fucking Johnny Five, He's Alive. What's that one? Short Circuit 2. Um hmm. Titanic. That was it until I watched a film called Northern Soul, Baz, which is on the iPlayer as we speak. And it's about Northern Soul, so it's music related, but it's a, it's a Northern film as well. It's so, like they've all got hard Lancashire accents. And the music's great, the dancing's great, it's a bit gritty, uh, but that was loads of fun. And I've got a song for you, Baz, which is As Modern As Tomorrow, my song of the week, is by Corey Wong, Corey with a C, and it's uh, Call Me Wild." It's the song. It's dead dancey. It's far too young for me. Uh, but it's right trendy and I like it a lot. So there you go. That's my uh that's my lifestyle chatbots. I'm writing that one down. Got Get it, it on. Got it there.
1: Yeah. Um Captain Insano, as has rightfully mentioned he on the last tour, <laughs> uh, I told everyone we were on 49 reviews on Spotify, uh, and that wasn't enough. We wanted 50 and I'd offered 10,000 Lebanese pounds. 10,000 pounds, you <laughs> were him. Lebanese pounds, Malcolm. It was Lebanese oh. It uh, out about $1.50, I think. Uh, but Captain <laughs> Encino did get the 50th. Um, but also, uh, we got up to 58. So since the last podcast, hey, nine well people have clicked uh, and give us a review. So if you still haven't clicked on Spotify and clicked five star, you don't even need to write any words. Make sure you do. And if you're not listening on Spotify, just put a review wherever you are listening. And if you're on YouTube, thumbs up, dead symbol, uh, and subscribe. Um,
0: and we'll keep putting out this shit every week. He says he wants paid in Battenbergs anyway. He doesn't want Lebanese pounds. For uh, yeah. So, right, we've got full slate this weekend, 10 games. We've got a Friday night game again. I don't know if this is happening all season, but there's one this week and there's one next week as well. Uh, so I don't know what the crack with that is. Um, right, I'm going to do these epically long ad reads first though, Baz. Uh, so, like I said, if you want to go and mow the lawn, uh, buy a house, anything like that, crack on and do that. Uh, and come back in a few minutes once I've told you first about... Oh, actually, uh, they're not, or they've changed a little bit. Uh, you might be able to get one of the loans done, but don't do both. Game time, the ticket people. Uh, buying tickets is shit, generally. It's a bit stressful. Um, and it doesn't need to be game time. We'll sort you out. Um, it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theatre. Um, all things like that. You'll get last minute tickets, the best price guarantee. Um, A lot of people at the network have used game time for things like the flash deals, the last minute tickets, Um, the uh, event cancellation protections really handy. You can get tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre. And one of the best things they offer game time is the 110% uh, credit. If you can find a ticket for less than the same section in the same row, uh, so, download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets with the lowest price guaranteed. And also, Underdog Fantasy. Um, NFL season is nearly on us, Baz. I think it's 15 days, that sort I thing. Dylan Rockford drafted my team the other day. Looks all right. I still haven't seen, I still don't know enough about it. But um, Underdog Fantasy is the the place to be for all your uh, fantasy football stuff. Um snake draft, no waivers, no trades, set it and forget it. Uh is their their best ball uh mantra. Fifteen million dollars in total prizes up for grabs in best ball mania with three million dollars going to the winner. If you visit underdogfantasy.com uh, or find it in the app store, sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first uh deposit, doubled up to a hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your play, call one eight hundred Gambler. Okay, buddy. Uh, Friday night, eight o'clock kickoff, uh, three p.m. Eastern time. Chelsea take on Luton Town. Chelsea are one to five minus five hundred. The draw is six to one. Luton Town are twelve to one. So. This is really quite a horrible starting point for your betting weekend because you've got a five to one on favourite buzz, um, and that five to one on favourite has got one point from two games, uh, and they're playing a twelve to one underdog, who also just played one game, um, then had a week off because their stadium isn't ready for a home game, um, so that was postponed last week. So they're on the road again, and they're in a terrible spot. So if Luton Town are going to pick up any points and survive this season it's probably not in games like this it's going to be in home games with teams around them um, and with Chelsea it's just hard to really know still what we're letting ourselves in for so it's, it's a really trappy start like um, it's a fishy one Chelsea looked good in spells both games uh, the last hour against Liverpool they were the better team um, and then for large parts of the Chelsea game they were the better team however they failed to overcome Liverpool um, and then the missed penalty against West Ham cost them, and they ended up losing that three-one. So they've only scored one goal in each game, uh, regardless of how good they've looked. I still don't think they've got a, a proven Premier League striker. Nicholas Jackson's flashed a little bit, looks all right, uh, but like I say, one goal uh, in in a home game against Liverpool and a game at West Ham isn't a great return, and that isn't that's not going to change. They, they haven't got one for the weekend. Luton did okay at Brighton. Um, really not the type of game we expect them to do well in. But they were in the game. They were 2-1 down after 84 minutes. They made a horrible mistake, ended up losing 4-1. Um, as you can tell by the prices, the books expect Chelsea to batter Luton. Um, but I'm not as sure, Baz. Um I think it is a good spot for Chelsea to get the first win. Um, and Pochettino will very much at this point just take a functional win to get off the board. Luton are going to be very well organised. They've had two weeks to learn from those mistakes against Brighton. Um, and I think it might take a while um, for Chelsea to break them down, but they probably will eventually. Chelsea are going to win this 2-0, Um, The under two and a half goals is massive because the books are expecting Chelsea to smash them. And it's just not that straightforward. So the, the over two and a half, it's like minus 200, uh, making the under two and a half six to four plus 150. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take... So, sort the of goal in each half, um, Chelsea win 2-0, under two and a half, six 6-4, Baz.
1: Uh, you mentioned the goal in each half. Uh, Serial's just put up that as a
0: pick as well. He likes Yeah, Chelsea yeah, to yeah. Both. One in each half, win 2-0, Serial, we got it.
1: Um, as you say, I mean, it's been a bit of a stuttering start for Chelsea to be sat here with one point from their opening games. Probably a little bit disappointing for them, despite having played fairly well, I think, in both games. But I, th- I think it represents a good opportunity for them to get... Off the mark with a win here, uh, and I, I'm opposing you because I think they'll win fairly well. Um, and as say, it's it's less of a it's it's more from what I've seen at Chelsea that that gives me encouragement here. Less of a fear of Luton. I think it would be a bit it's a bit lazy to just sit here every week and say, "Oh, Luton are oh, dog shit. They're they're going to get beat." Because we haven't seen enough of Luton yet. Um, as I say, one game then a week off's not been an ideal start for them so I, I don't think I've seen enough of, of Luton to start sort of putting the dampeners on them but they did give up four goals away from home to Brighton and uh, although Chelsea have only scored two so far they have had an XG of four across uh, I think each of the yeah, yeah they've scored two against an XG of four across those those couple of games so they have managed to create chances created five big chances against they Liverpool you' haven't got a striker bars that's a problem They've got Jackson, and he's going to score this week. Um, I'll scored, get to that yes. in a moment. I'll get that oh, that in a moment. Is he going to return? Is he? Will he be back in about forty-five minutes? He's, he's still in my fantasy football league. No, he's not. He's not my scorer of the week, but I have okay. mentioned in this segment here. Um, so I'm going for Chelsea to get a similar result to Brighton and, and to get at least three goals here. So the Chelsea team total over two point five at a price of ten to eleven minus one ten. I did take the Chelsea team total last week. Uh, That was a loser. Um, That was a massive blow with a missed penalty. I should have cashed that by half time um, and ended up a loser. So that was horrible. But I think this is a good spot for Chelsea. Chelsea to score three or more at a price of 10 to 11 uh, minus 110. And I do like Jackson to get off the mark here. Anytime scorer for Jackson's 11 to 10 plus 110 or first scorer 7 to 2 plus 350.
0: Uh, Slick Rick fancies looking to get on the score sheet and Cereal fancies Ben Chilwell by the looks of the chat. Um, so moving on to Saturday, lunchtime kickoff off is uh, Bournemouth against Tottenham, that's 7.30 a.m. Um, Eastern Time. Bournemouth are 14-5, to 5 plus 280. The draw is 13-5, to 5 plus 260. Tottenham, a shade of odds on 9-10, one one one. That's
1: Yes, Bournemouth one point from their two games uh, scored a couple conceded four both teams to hit both teams to scores hit in both of their games against Liverpool and West Ham I mean we talked about Spurs pre-season as being chaotic but I think the same is going to be said about Bournemouth this season potentially it could easily have been a couple of goals up against Liverpool in that last game but in the second half they could easily have conceded four or five Uh, they were all over the place at times so I think Bournemouth goal games goals is definitely on my uh, on my radar. Spurs they'll be delighted sitting here with four points. I think from two games, two games that easily could have gone in the other direction. They were a whisker away from going two down against Liverpool, which could have changed things there. Um, and you mentioned last week that penalty that should have been given in the game against. Man United, United, which could have have sent that game in a different direction. So Spurs would be very happy to be sat here on four points. I think we've mentioned both these teams have got a new identity now under new management. I think both of them can be expected to be on the front foot and therefore goals appeals. The books are on to the goals. It's 8-15 for both teams to score. It's 4-7 for over 2.5 goals. I'm I'm confident here to, to to push it up to three and a half. I, I like goals and I want to be on goals in this game, so my pick is over three point five goals at eleven to eight plus one three seven. But the goals Mark, if you look at the over two and a half this week in the Premiership, looking down the list, there's only two games where you're getting plus money for over two and a half goals, and there's very few of them even close to plus money. We've got eight to fifteen, four to seven, four to nine, eight to fifteen, one to two, one to two. There's loads of minus two hundreds here um, for goals.
0: And it's it, it's making it difficult. Like, um, yeah. But yeah I did say though about the start of the season that there's things like the extra time you get an extra ten or twelve minutes, an extra ten percent football to get a goal, and these teams like Bournemouth that we've already mentioned. Um, that the middle third of the Premier League used to be stacked full of dog shit teams who just tried to spoil the game. And it's not anymore. It's full of teams like Brentford and um, Brighton and Forest and footballing teams, uh, Bournemouth that we're talking about now. It's not just stacked full of those horrible Steve Bruce type teams that Newcastle had back in the oh, day. So I just think Morgan. you see more goals. But. Look, at week one, 10 games. How many games
1: yeah. went over 2.5? No idea. Five. Four, five, okay. Five. So we had five games went under in week one. And in week two, there was only nine games uh, and we had three games went under. So it's not a complete goal fest everywhere every every week. Um, yeah. I, don't know, I think it, it makes me think they've gone a little bit far with it. Um, so it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, there was... There was a lot of teams scored three or more last week. I think five teams managed to to clock up three goals at least. Um, but yeah, Spurs went un- Spurs, Man United went under. Man City, Newcastle went under. Arsenal,
0: Palace was one we tipped for the under. So, yeah, for think- example, bars like taking under two and a half in Chelsea, Luton, that kind of thing. Um, like, uh, n- no, not I'm, that I'm onto it, Baz. I'm onto it. The wrong one. Oh, um, oh shit! <laughs> right, right bet, wrong right,
1: game. Down, Sorry, I, Baz. I don't think we've had many many weeks where the unders uh, there's so many games are sitting at one to two um, or or lower for for under two point five goals. It, it's quite extreme. I think we'll see how the week ends up.
0: Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, you can. Pointed a couple of things that I've got in my notes here, Baz. The first one, uh, the word chaos you mentioned, born with a chaos, but I said in the Bournemouth pre-season preview, their manager uses that word. That's what he wants. Like, that's what, he's, that's what he plans on. Uh, it's organised chaos. There's been ex-players of his who say, yeah, this is what he wants. Um, and we have kind of seen that. They've played. they played all right. They went wild early on at Anfield last week. First 15 minutes, could have scored four times. Um, and got that 1-1 with West Ham. So, yeah, they're all right. They're going to be fun. And the other thing that you mentioned, was well, Spurs could easily be on no points. Um, they were behind um, a couple of times against Brentford, and Brentford had more chances. And then, really, they could have been behind Fernandez, Mr. Sitter, and Man United should have had a penalty in the first half last week. So they could be sitting on no points. Um and they're just going to continue to be a roller coaster. I was in the van before taking Bob to football, and there was someone on Talk Sports saying that Spurs are a good bet to finish in the top four-to-one. Four and I just disagree completely. Like, um, the fans have gone a little bit over the top, but we said in the uh, the review show the other day, it's just because they've got something to grasp on to now. You saw a match of the day, the amount of touches they've had in the opposition half compared to what they were doing against Condi. But it's just going to be mayhem. Um Brentford's XG both four and against, sorry, Bournemouth, um, XG four and against has been chaos. Um, Tottenham's has been wild as well. I took a bet, Baz, in the uh, Brentford-Tottenham game, which cashed at three to one. I'm going to take the same bet. It's a similar comp. I don't know why I should get away with it. Um, both teams have score in the first half. is 11 to four, plus two seventy five. It was three to one first time. They've nipped it in a quarter of a point. Uh, but I'll take it this time. Like I say, eleven to four plus two seventy-five. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you about some more of our lovely sponsors here before we crack on, and then we can fire through the games, get these picks out. Um, oh, hang on, there might not be any more. I don't think there's any more ads, Buzz. I told you it should have changed, right? Then ignore that. We can get on with the show. Uh, three o'clock kickoffs, one, two, three, four of them on Saturday, ten a.m. Eastern time. First up, Arsenal-Fulham. We have a second uh, one to 1-5 favourite. Arsenal are minus 500. Draw 6-1. to one. Fulham are 10-1. to one. Um, Arsenal have won both of their games without being great. Squeezed past Forest. Squeezed past Palace. Um, and I think that's a good sign, really. And they defended well, um, where they were under pressure in the last sort of five or six minutes against Forest. And... Um, but they had to withstand quite a lot of pressure against Palace when they were down to 10 men after Tommy Asu was sent off the other night. Um, Fulham for me are a right to concern. They were poor at Everton, but won. Um, but any form line that goes to Everton at the minute really isn't worth its salt. Um, and then they got stuffed last week against Brentford. Uh, they've got a lack of quality throughout the team. The Mitrovic thing I think has affected them on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, They're gonna lack goals without him. Yeah, if I was a I threw out Fulham to get relegated at four to one uh in the last show we did, and I would stand by that. So Arsenal last year, Baz, it's home to uh bad teams. They scored four against Leicester, five against Forest, three V West Ham, three V Man United. See, I put my new in there as the bad teams, Baz, just for a little joke. (laughs) (laughs) 4v Everton, 3v Bournemouth, 4v Palace, 4v Leeds, 4v Chelsea, 3v Southampton, 5v Wolves. Arsenal team total over two and a half is five to six, it's minus 120. And Baz, if you can still make me out at the top of that ladder that I've been up tonight, there's an extension on that ladder, which goes uh, arsenal over three and a half goals is 12 to five plus 240. And Arsenal over four and a half goals is 11 to two plus 550. I think Arsenal could batter this. So this is going to finish 5 0, um Yeah, so get up the Arsenal ladder.
1: Love it. Uh, just check your Discord chat, Malcolm. I've um, just seen it, Baz. Yeah. No problem. Arsenal uh, off to 100% start, wins against Forest and Palace. It's hard to see them not continuing here against Fulham, who I think have been pretty uninspiring. They did get a win against. Everton in the first weekend but they also gave up an, average, uh, an extra of over three in that game Everton just couldn't take their chances where Brentford the following week could and Brentford put, managed to put three past them I mean Arsenal haven't hit f- their stride just yet, they've won both their games by a single goal and, and so that played on my mind a little initially, I've, I thought about possibly taking Fulham on the handicap plus one and a half to lose by no more than one goal oh, really? but I'd, Ultimately, um, I've went exactly the same way as you. I'm just concerned about the number of chances being given up by Fulham, and that leads me to think Arsenal can hit three goals here, and that's the pick for me. I've got a slightly better price than you, ten to eleven, um, minus one ten. So yeah, the pick for me is exactly the same as yours. It's Arsenal team total. Arsenal to score three or more
0: at a price of ten to eleven. Francis has given me some stick in the chat, here. <laughs> he's defending Man United, giving us oh, a bit of stick, didn't Francis. Realize, didn't realise yeah. he's a Man United fan. They're everywhere. Write that down, Baz. We'll store that, Baz. We'll store that up. Um, yeah. I found those ad reads that I've lost, uh, so we'll do them now, shall we? Uh, DraftKings. Uh, college football has finally arrived. All the traditions, tailgates, the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. um, New customers scored $200 in bonus bets instantly. When you bet just five dollars on any college football bet, um, Notre Dame apparently are gonna win. Um, and so are Ohio. Uh, so you can double them up at the weekend. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sports. Download the app now. Use the code DGEN. New customers score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sports. book with the code DGEN. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler in New York, call 877 80 NY or text NY-Y to NY 2467 in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambling.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See slash sportsbook details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms get in uh the SGP you'll go over there that's fun um the nfl contest on there thousand dollars to the winner wallop um the first gambling podcast stories podcast come out which is the birth of the network sean and ryan and all that silliness uh, you've got the Discord channel for the patrons as well. So, yeah, help us fight against corporate gambling with the Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Brentford v Palace continues to the three o'clock. Brentford even money plus 100. The draw is five to two and Palace are 11 to four plus 275.
1: Barry? Yeah, I thought it was a difficult one, this one. Um Brentford, off to a decent start, four points from two games. They've scored five goals in their two games. Um, so they're scoring well, goals in, in their games. But then you contrast that with Palace, who just have a knack of keeping things tight. They've had two nils so far, one win, one loss. Um, so the Brentford side screams goals, the Palace side screams low scoring. Um, and, and it's the... Palace side that sort of drawn me in a bit three, Looking at the end of last season Both of these teams went under 2.5 In three of their last four So Although Brentford has started the season scoring well I'm, I'm drawn more to the unders Because Palace can keep it tight They managed to keep Arsenal at just one goal The other day um, Who did they keep out on the first day of the season? I can't remember. Sheffield United United 1-0 wasn't it um, so the pick for me is, is under two point five goals. It's a little bit short. I think I just think Palace will keep con- they'll they'll keep on keeping it tight. In fact, could be the one one of the week this one, Malcolm. I don't know if you've got a one-one of the week. <laughs> uh, um but anyway, my pick is under two point five at eight to eleven, which is minus one thirty-seven, maybe. Um <laughs> and the 1-1 one, one is a price of 6-1. to
0: one. Well, Barry, you know what this game is, don't you, Baz? The 1-1 one, one of the week. It's the 1-1 one, one of the week. Yeah, it's it's back. You've spotted it. Barry. spotted yeah. it. He Barry's arse yeah. sniffed. The 1-1 one, one of the week. All the uh, features. Serial spotted it as well. Serial knows. Um, Brentford are exactly what we thought they were. But these two teams, actually, have made it quite easy uh, by playing exactly how we thought they would. Um Brentford are good going forward. They're competitive. They scored five goals in two games. They're going to be hard to beat at home, like they were last year. Um, they fitted straight into the expected patterns that we, we, like I say, we thought of them. And Crystal Palace exactly the same. A one-nil win against a bad team, competitive, but a lack of goals cost them in a one-nil defeat against a good team. Um, this immediately jumped off the page as the one win of the week, Baz. I then checked last year's scores in the in this fixture. Uh, both games, Baz. What were the scores? One one, and
1: I don't know. I was, thought you were going to tell me they were both one one. I am, um, yeah. Not,
0: I, yeah. I wanted you to say one one again. Then it's one, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything one one. You can't yeah. get away from the picks. The draw. I don't know why. It's not going to be nil nil, and it's not going to be two two. The um, last four have all been draws. They had two 0 nil, 0-0s the the year before. Um, yeah, head to head, record. the Americans love the head to heads, far we never touch on it, but it's a big thing. Uh, the, so the the picks the draw five to two, but this is definitely the one one of the week at six to one. Uh, we carry on the three o'clocks with Everton against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Everton are thirteen to ten plus one thirty. The draw is twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Wolves are eleven to five plus two twenty. Um, first up, just a little bit of breaking news about uh, Wolves player, star player, I would suggest. Matthias Nunes looks like he's off to Manchester City. Um, he was the standout player last week in the game at Manchester United. He looked really good. He was the one who was making all the breaks going forward, causing causing mayhem. Was linked heavily with Liverpool last year. All um, well, Liverpool fans last year thought he was brilliant until he went to Wolves. And then they decided it was rubbish. And now today's being linked with City and they all think he's brilliant and they've missed out again. Um, so that's a bit of a blow to Wolves, whether or not they've got enough um, time and the wherewithal to spend the money wisely. Uh, we'll see. Everton, at this point, it's impossible to bet Everton. So 13 to 10, I will not be putting any money on them. They might win, but I certainly won't be backing them. Um, they've showed us two different ways of losing so far, which is playing okay and getting beat and then getting humped. Neither of those things is a good sign. Uh, So I can't be backing them at all. Wolves are really hard to evaluate because they were excellent at Manchester United. Couldn't score. Um, But then they got beat 4-1 against Brighton. I just think that was a little bit lopsided, though. They they made some mistakes. They switched off at 10 minutes in the second half and the game got entirely out of hand. Um, The XG in that game was 2.1 for Wolves and 2.38 for Brighton. Uh, so the four-one scoreline didn't reflect well on the old fairness scale. Um, first of all, I expected the under two and a half to be short. It's 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 too short, really. It's thirteen to eighteen minus one thirty-eight, like you were just saying, Baz. About a lot of the unders, it's it's a good play, um, but it's a little bit too short for me. I don't want to be chucking out thirteen to eighteen shots. So the question I asked myself, Baz, was. Have either team so far showed me they deserve a little bit on them? And the answer to that with Everton is no. The answer to that the Wolves is yes. I think Wolves have shown me that they're deserving of a little bet, and that will be my pick. Wolves, eleven to five plus two twenty on the money line.
1: Well, I'm gonna do what you aren't prepared to do and uh head to the goals market. No okay. I mean neither of them have picked up a point as you say both conceded five goals on the way to this and um only wolves have managed to score a goal which means you know they're both now sitting there at the bottom of the league bottom two baseman battle relegation six pointer two games into the season yep um, they've got a combined xg from two games um of around 7.7 between the two of them okay which suggests you're going back I mean I'm no I'm I'm going where where you would expect I'm I'm not going over I'm okay. saying this, the problem the, the creating chances the problem isn't creating chances it's taking them and as you pointed out last week you can be encouraged by the fact that teams creating chances and think there's a chance for things to change or you can be discouraged by the fact they're being so wasteful with the chances and I took different views on these two last week um with Everton, I thought there was no room for encouragement whatsoever. Uh, I was entirely happy fading them, and with Wolves, I thought they could do something, uh, and I was wrong on that one. This week, I'm fading both. I think neither of them are showing any encouragement in terms of uh, the, the sort of prowess in front of goal, and I think under two point five is the obvious pick. It is short. It's eight to eleven. It's minus one three seven. That is my pick for this one, but Wolves might make another appearance later in the show as well. I don't mind your pick at all. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I've, I've gone for a short one. It is a bit shorter than we normally take, but at 8-11, to 11, I think under 2.5, just looks like an obvious obvious play here.
0: Serial's uh, got uh, two picks for this one. He's got uh, Wolves, drawn <laughs> <throw> no bet <better. laughs> Oh, Ah, Baz, I love that joke. Um, next up, is this a three o'clock as well? Manchester United. Uh, it is, I think. Yes, it's the final three o'clock of the four. Manchester United take on Nottingham Forest. Uh, man United three to one on minus three hundred. The draw is five to one, and Forest are seven to one. Baz.
1: Ah oh, man, um, I- I'm just, just, just. I'm very low on Man United at the moment. But at the same time, their home form is always rock solid. You know, wins to nil were the way forward last year at Old Trafford. We'd, we'd back them at home, win to nil, win by two or more. Lots of that sort of stuff. And it started the same this season with the Wolves game, the one to nil. We both took that one, got very fortunate, I think, on that occasion. Um, and then you've got Forrest, who we know are a much better side at home than away from home. But they did put in a decent effort against Arsenal, losing by just a single goal. I'm sitting here and I just have to find a way to go against Man United. I can't, in my right mind, back Man United in handicaps or goals markets at the moment. They might click at some point soon, but until I see that, I can't back them. Um, And I certainly wouldn't back them on the money line at this price, far too short. And and I don't want to be backing them to win by multiple goals because they haven't shown anything to suggest that's around the corner. As I say, it might be this week. Everything falls into place. Um, we'll see. But for me, Forrest on the handicap plus 1.5 goals is 11 to 10. Oh, um, man. So, man, you can win by a goal and we'll cash that. And if Forrest get any kind of positive result, we'll cash that still. So, plus 110, Um Forrest on the handicap plus 1.5 goals, 11 to 10. That's a pick for me in this one.
0: That is absolutely the arse sniffer of the week Brass. we've said before that you you can handicap these games we, both of us can ha- handicap a game very similarly but then you've got to find a bet um, and I think you've done it there where um, I now prefer yours to mine um, you're right you, the first line of my note is exactly what you've said you, you've got no interest in taking Man United you just can't if you went out on Monday night and you came in and sold it 1-3-0 you'd shrug your shoulders ah oh, yeah that's that figure's like Uh, but certainly wouldn't be with your money on it. Um, They were awful against Wolves, but they did play okay in that first half against Tottenham. Um, Fernandez missed an absolute sitter. Rashford missed a little one-on-one, and they definitely should have had a penalty. Uh, Mason Bank's going to miss a couple of games for them. Might even help. You never know, like. Um, You see, um, Ten Hag seems to be trying to force him into the team, and it it hasn't quite clicked. Uh, Forest started to work out because they were all right at Arsenal. Um, and then, for a, really a large part of the the game against Sheffield United, uh, there wasn't much between the two teams. I can't take Forest at seven to one. Um, so, um, I just can't see Man United keeping a clean sheet. Buzz, my pick here. Um, they've looked dodgy at the back, very dodgy in both games. Uh, and Forest were lively against Arsenal. Didn't create much early on, but in the last half an hour. Uh, they made three, four, five good chances. And we saw how many chances Man United gave up uh, in both of the games. So um both teams to score is nine to ten, one uh, minus one one one. Take time on Saturday is uh, five thirty, which is twelve thirty Eastern. Kickoff between Brighton and Hove Albion and West Ham United. Brighton are nine to seventeen, minus one eighty-eight. The door is fifteen to four plus three seventy-five. In West Ham are 17 to 4 plus 425. Again, news and notes on this one I've seen just in the last hour or so. Um, quite a bad injury for NCISO, apparently, Baz. Yeah, which has buggered been... up our uh 150 to 1 most assists because he was flying there. He got a couple last week, so we'll see how bad that is. Uh, Brighton have won 4 1 twice, decent effort. Both slightly lopsided, I would suggest. Say they were only 2-1 against Luton-Late, Dawes, Um And Wolves ran them close. Like, that was a case of um, Wolves not taking their chances and then Brighton having a mad 10 minutes. But they'd, again, a little bit like we said earlier on with Palace and with Brentford, they fitted into the pattern that we thought they would. They've got a lot of good players, and so they're playing well. West Ham had a nondescript 1-1 draw we're born with Bournemouth, born And then rode their luck, really, to beat Chelsea 3-1 if they... The penalty goes in. That Chelsea miss. I think West Ham lose that game. Uh, so between them, there's been 16 goals in the four games um, that they've played. Too short, over two and a half. Too short. Um, Brighton are too short, over three and a half. Too short. Really struggled, but um, more than anyone, the books are onto this Brighton team because they know how they're going to play. It's been pretty high profile. And then I found the cards market, Baz. So This was I had a deep dive for this game quite a lot. Um, Brighton-Luton had four cards, Baz, two each. Wolves-Brighton had 11 cards, uh, five from Wolves, six from Brighton. Baz, is heard enough, he's away. Um, Bournemouth-West Ham had six cards, which was one for Bournemouth and five for West Ham. And then West Ham-Chelsea had eight, five for West Ham, three for Chelsea. So you've seen Brighton come up with six cards. West Ham have come up with five cards in both of their games. Um, The total over four and a half is juiced, unfortunately. Uh, That's sort of four to six. But over five and a half is a live price. But I'm going to go with team cards here. uh, And it's going to be Brighton over two and a half team cards, uh, plus 137, 11 to 8. I think we could get, I mean, if you want a little ladder here, like I say, um, over five and a half, both teams to over two and a half cards, but the official play is going to be on Brighton because it's a better price. Uh, plus 137, 11
1: to 8, guys. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I mean, I took Brighton last week for cards, didn't I? I took the over four and a half. And I think the fourth card came in the 50th minute and then that was that. Nothing more. So I got fell short on that one. Um, but yeah, I think at the moment... As as Francis says, cards are crazy at the moment, so it's nice to get a yeah. cards bet in amongst something. Um, Pat already put up the Everton Wolves game; he thinks could be a good one for cards. So yeah, I don't mind getting involved in cards somewhere because one of these games will have eights, nines, tens. I think I can't remember which game it was last week. There was at least one which had nine or ten cards in it.
0: Well, um, this uh, Wolves last week,
1: I Wolves Brighton had 11 but yeah that was that was. Nah, so it must have been the week before I had Brighton cards then um, yeah so I tried fading Brighton last week and failed uh, they have got off to a flyer but against favourable opposition uh, in the two teams of faith Luton and Wolves this will be a tougher game I think than those first two um, West Ham acquitted themselves well against Chelsea they found themselves unbeaten in the first two games and I just find it hard to back Brighton. And it's nothing against Brighton. Um, it's not because I want to go against Brighton. I just think everything is getting really short with them. The bookies, as you say, are on yeah. them, favouring them hugely. And therefore, I feel there has to be some opportunity on the other side of it. So, 8 to 15 for Brighton to win seems a bit short. The over two and a half is 1 to 2, minus 200. So you need to be taking over three and a half goals, or you need to be taking Brighton to score three or more on the team goals just to get around Evens or, or you know, just into plus money. Um and I don't like this pick at all, but I'm gonna take <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take West Ham on the double chance market. Oh, um, no. Two bets, you'll call it. Two bets, because um, you're taking two bets. But I'm getting decent plus money, eleven to eight. West Ham double chance, so West Ham to win or draw at eleven to eight, plus one three seven. I mean, I don't like it, but I just think everything's getting too short on the other side of it. So I've got to go against Brighton, despite the fact it's not really what I want to do. I just feel like there's a bit more value on the other side of the markets. Um, if this one goes pear-shaped, I'll need to re-evaluate my uh, Brighton approach next week. Uh, but for one more week, I'm going to go against them and
0: take West Ham to get a result, at least a point from the one. I absolutely agree with you, it Every time I look at Brighton, I'm I, I, my instinct is to find an angle in against so, them. And I the think probably a lot of it is because we did it quite well last year. You've got the Everton game. I got that Forest game when they went to the Forest and got stuffed. They came with Pierre and got batted. They haven't done it yet, but it's been two games. and they I took Wolves last week for the same reason. I took Wolves because... Exactly the reasons you've just outlined, um, and it'll probably be six, seven, eight games of them not doing this, uh, for me to trust it, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And again, if West Ham win this 2 1 at the weekend, um, I'll be unsurprised. We move to Sunday, three games left here, uh, two o'clock kickoff, which is a 9 a.m. game between Burnley and Aston Villa, Burnley five to two the draw is twelve to five plus two forty and Aston Villa are eleven to ten uh plus 110
1: but yeah I'm quite looking forward to this one because I don't think we learnt much about Burnley in their first game against man City um and it's almost like the start of the season for Burnley isn't it they they had their game last week with Luton cancelled um due to Luton's ground not being ready so here we are they're off and running I think here Um, and I think we'll find out a bit more what they're all about we know from our Burnley preview show pre-season where we got um, Burnley fan on this isn't going to be the same Burnley side that we know from last time in the Premier League Um, we're expecting to be entertained a bit more by this side so looking forward to seeing what they've got here and on the other side we've got Villa who hammered in the first game against Newcastle but then followed that up with a hammering of their own in the second against Everton, so a combined 10 goals in Villa games so far. And I like the goals in this one, I think Burnley will get in amongst it. Um, but the both teams to score was a little bit too short. Um, so I'm going to go in with over 2.5 goals here. Um, it's minus 125, four to five. Um, but I think it's fair enough in a game where I, I think there'll be quite a lot of attacking intent from both sides. Uh, yeah, so the pick for me, Burnley v. Villa is over 2.5 goals at 4 to 5. And I've got uh, another oh. thing Bogdan before you um another thing you that jump mean? in. It's a stats bet and I know I shouldn't go with stats bet because I got stitched up with one of them. Um oh, yeah. Diaby. I've liked the look of Diaby so far and there was a a trend that I'd picked up from um the first couple of games of Villa. He's had three shots on goal in each of the first two games. And one of them on target In each of those two games Uh, He played again tonight Um, How many shots on goal do you think he had? I saw him have a few I only watched about 8 minutes I I looked at 70 minutes And he'd had uh, 3 shots on goal And 1 shot on target Um, In fact I think he had 2 on target tonight But anyway He's hit at least 3 every time And he's hit at least 1 shot on target every week um, you can double those up, three shots on goal and one shot on target from Musa Diaby, uh, 23 to 20 plus 115. Uh, so it was just a little something that I'd seen, which was hit in the three games we've ever played so far. That's Diaby to score three, get three shots on goal and for one of them
0: to be on target. Like it, Baz, those American people like to play a player prop, uh, catering to our audience. Um, yeah, Burnley, again, two weeks off and they never threatened against Manchester City Man City scored early and that was pretty much it so yeah it's a reset for Burnley it's, it's match day one all over again um, Aston Villa were good for 60 minutes against Newcastle they got unlucky at key points in the game the Mings sending off They were just and then it kind of got away from them and then they came back and humped Everton 4-0 they've had a great win tonight really I had nowhere to go here Baz because I was high on Villa pre-season I was very high on them um, I took them in a lot of my match bets I took them to finish sort of top four, top five. I took them on the handicap. Um, and with them playing well the last couple of times, with them scoring a lot of goals, and with them being odds against, against a newly promoted team, I just got taken on the money line, 11 to 10. I think it's a great price, uh, so I'll just take Villa to win. On the money line, 11 to 10 plus 110. Uh, the penultimate game. On the card is A. Uh, this is two o'clock on Saturday as well. Sheffield United against Manchester City. Sheffield United are twelve to one. The draw is seven to one. Manchester City are four to twenty-five minus six twenty-five. Immediately makes it quite tricky um, to handicap. This is the third one that we've got a minus minus five hundred or shorter on on this card. Sheffield United sort of for the middle third, maybe even longer of the Forest game. They played all right. They went, conceded after three minutes and they conceded after 87 minutes. And in between, they did okay. They scored a good goal. Uh, the new lad from Coventry uh, bent one in, Harmer, Hamer. Um, this is, however, a terrible spot uh, for them. They struggled to talk to Palace, lost one in the first game. Um Manchester you've done enough twice. Uh, three little Burnley, easy. And they kept Newcastle at arm's length really last week in a in a one-nil win. So they've kept two clean sheets. Um there's loads of four to six picks that I liked buzz. They're all too short. City and both teams to score no it's four to six. City half time, full time is four to six, but obviously going for something a bit bigger. Um and then I found one. So I'm going back to the first half goals. Um Man City did this at Burnley pretty quick. Um they get going early. Um, if they score over one and a half first-half goals, Baz, it's 13 to 10, plus 130. And I think that's probably about par. 2-0 half-time, 4-0 full-time, something like that. Um, yeah, over one and a half first-half goals, 13 to 10, plus 130,
1: Baz. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what you said ties in with exactly the notes I've got here. I mean, Sheffield United are off to a losing start against Forest and Palace. A little bit of positive news for them today. It looks like a Cameron Archer deal might be getting done sign from Villa for about 18 million uh, they definitely need that for a bit of positivity around I mean we thought City might be a little bit slow out the blocks possibly they've had lots of change a few players have gone they had the Super Cup getting in the way we thought that might have helped Newcastle uh, no such issues at all was there two wins four goals none conceded and as you said I've wrote down exactly the same they just kept Newcastle at arm's length Newcastle barely laid a glove on them but it just they just Stuck their arm out, put it on Newcastle's forehead, and just said, "See what you can do." You know, like a little kid swinging their arms trying to hit their dad. Um, I think a good marker for this one is that Burnley game. Uh, they went away to Burnley first day of the season, one three nil, and Burnley didn't disgrace themselves in that one. City just did what City can do to anyone. Um, they don't necessarily seem to have hit the stride yet, but I just can't see this game being any different to that one. I like Man City on the Asian handicap minus two. At even money plus one hundred, so a city to win by three to cash that one, uh, a three goal win is a winner, and uh, a two goal win would be a push. I think city will win this to nil, but that's a bit shorter as you see. It's about eight to eleven. But I was thinking exactly the same: three nil or four nil are the other score lines on the uh, on the agenda here. You can get three nil at six to one, Man City to win three nil, or oh, Man City to f- win four nil is is the one I like at ten to one. So, yeah, the main pick for me here is, is the Asian handicap. Man City minus two at evens, plus 100. But I'm going to have a little bit on City to win 4-0 at 10-1. to Possibly a little bit on City to win 3-0 at 6-1. Uh,
0: the final game of the weekend is probably the game of the weekend. Um, We've just gone nearly past, I would say, 52 minutes without mentioning Newcastle. That is definitely a record. Like, the over-unders is about 45 seconds, like... Um, but with them playing in the last game and then with the team they played last week playing the second last game, uh, we haven't managed to mention them. Uh, Newcastle take on Liverpool at 4.30. 30. Um, eleven thirty Eastern on Sunday. Newcastle are five to four plus one twenty. The draw is eleven to four plus two seventy-five, and Liverpool are two to one. Big game, Baz, take it away.
1: Yeah, so that's the first thing. I looked for here was goals for the obvious reasons, you know, Liverpool and their, their wealth of attacking options. Newcastle in a high intensity against a, a Liverpool side who can't keep a clean sheet. Um, speaking to a Liverpool fan today who just said it's going to be like the old Keegan days at Newcastle try and win 4 3, 3 2s every week. Um, Newcastle hit five on the opening dates in James's Park, which is another good marker for goals. That was against a decent Villa side as well. Liverpool games have seen both teams to score in in both. Um, And although the recent heads haven't been packed full of goals, Liverpool won this one um, 2-0 last year. That was in a game where Newcastle were down to 10 for most of the game, thanks to a Nick Pope red card. Liverpool went 2-0 up in the first half in that one, and that, that was how it finished. And that's where my bet is going. It's first half goals again. I took Ooh. Liverpool first half goals last week. Bournemouth got on the score sheet within five minutes, and then you almost felt like that was home and hosed at that point. Liverpool got the second goal of the half on, on about the 30 minute mark. Uh and I think they were two one up by half time. I think there's enough form here to suggest it's a bet worth taking again. It's priced at six to five plus one twenty. Um and that's a pick for me. Um this Smash is match goals, yeah. This is First half goals, yeah, not Liverpool. First half, no, no, not Liverpool, no, Newcastle. I'm gonna get them both. Um, yes, over 1.5 first half goals, it's six to five, it's plus 120. But I don't mind pushing it a bit further as well. Um, four to one for over 2.5 first half goals. It would have cashed in the Liverpool game last week, it would have cashed in the Villa game against Newcastle in week one. Um, so 4-1 to one for over 2.5 first-half goals isn't bad. But the main pick for me is over one and a half first-half goals plus money. 6-5 to
0: five, plus one twenty. Bosh. Uh, fair enough. Newcastle were disappointing last week against Manchester City. I was quite bullish after um, Man City were vulnerable after a midweek game. Newcastle, we thought, it were exceptional against Aston Villa. And I was really expecting us to go and put it on them. And we just didn't. Um, we... I thought our pace and power and pressing would cause them a real problem, and none of that materialised at all. So the result on the surface wasn't too bad, but I just wanted a little bit more. A little bit disappointed, really. Um, Liverpool's two results are really hard to evaluate. Like I thought for half an hour against Chelsea, they were great, then they did drop off the levels, um, and then for Bournemouth, they were mad for a bit. They got back into it. a little bit fortunate, uh, the the dodgy penalty. Um, and then they did overpower Bournemouth uh, with those attacking options, which they, they really should do. Um, personnel is key for me. Um, I was incredibly bullish about Newcastle until this afternoon when McAllister had his red card overturned, which is a fucking baffling decision. It was a baffling, don't get me wrong, right? It was a baffling decision to send him off yeah. um, in the first place. However, having sent him off, having the VR looked at it, I don't know how you can then rescind it um, I agree it's,
1: could, the, the the ones that don't get overturned generally because there wasn't enough there to say the refs fucked it up and if there was then the VAR would have probably intervened at the time um, I thought the same when they put the peel in I just thought it's a waste of time that yeah. And then, yeah. lo and behold um, it gets cancelled and I agree with you it shouldn't have been a red card but once it's given it's got to be an obvious mistake that the referee's seen something that didn't happen or something like that. And that's not the case. There was, there was a tackle that was high. Um, Referee seen it and decided it was a red card. And I don't think it should have been overturned. I don't think it should have been given, but that's not to say it should be overturned because that's just not how it works in reality. But um, never mind.
0: So we rolled out last week, the central three of McAllister, Gakpo and Alexander-Arnold. So you've got McAllister, a centre forward and a right back. Um, And then Sly playing wide. He's been really good. Um, and Gakpo, like I say, as a centre forward, Trent was a little bit injured. Um, so if he doesn't play, who are you looking at? Well, Harvey Elliott possibly, uh, Endo, um, and I see them having to compete with Bruno, Joe Linton, Tenali, whatever combination um, of Newcastle's powerful midfield that they put out there. The Liverpool defence looks really shaky as well. Newcastle have got six or seven solid attacking options, like. Um, that can hurt Liverpool. Those Liverpool levels did drop off after half an hour. And as much as Newcastle didn't show it last week against City, I think they can kill teams with their running. They can murder teams with their running. Um, so I'm going to keep this really simple and I'm going to take Newcastle and the money line, Bas. Five to four plus 120 will be my pick. Um, so that's the old, the 10 games handicap, bars. We're going to give our dogs um, our... Akers and our goal scorer a bit uh, but briefly we're going to jump into the Fantasy League um, just to we said we'd do a little weekly update and some transfers and stuff um Sean Drake is currently sitting at the top of the table um notable name tied fourth Aaron Davidson you know a regular listener little Andy sitting in seventh the first sighting of a Penaluna in ninth which isn't yours uh Jake uh, Jake for sure and Williamson who sent us a nice message in the week is up there as well um and serial down to twenty seconds serial, uh, but I nearly bars last the midway through last Saturday afternoon nearly gave up. I nearly wrapped it in. I was so fucking angry with the whole thing. And then later on, I had a word with myself, and I was angry at myself because I, I got twenty five points or something stupid. The only person who scored more than three points on my team was Ariola, the keeper, because he saved that penalty. Um, and got nine, but I'd benched him. Everyone else scored 0-1. or Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Everyone else scored 0-1 or 2. I captain Darwin Nunes, because I'm a dickhead. This is why I never do well at this, right? I thought, well, I'll show everyone. Uh, I'll captain Darwin Nunes. He got one point. João Pedro came off the bench, got one, then got a yellow card, so lost that one. Absolute, absolute shambles. What I'm clinging on to is the reverse jinx of Rashford and Fernandes. I put both of them and my team out of spite and they've done chuff all, both of them since. Um, so I have made a couple of changes this week. Um, I've had to resolve my goalkeeping situation because I had Guaita for Palace who wasn't playing. So I've replaced him with Sam Johnston of Brentford um, because I think Palace have looked pretty rock solid at the back. It was a lot of talk about these £4.5 million goalkeepers and which one you wanted. And Palace have kept a clean sheet and only conceded one to a penalty against Arsenal so I've now got Johnson with Ariola, and I needed goals so I um, have Nunes has gone back Nunes to score trick at the weekend he's definitely going to score Hadwick against Newcastle Nunes has gone and he's been replaced Baz, by your man uh, Jackson because uh, I just think Chelsea do a couple of goals so they were my changes in an attempt I am going to keep trying because I can't wrap in after week two which is very nearly what happened uh, so I'm just going to go green arrows every week that's my plan uh, hopefully by February or March I'm going to crawl my way back into a position to challenge, us. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a, a great start,
1: but I, what I do is not look at the league table when I don't have a good week, or a good so I haven't actually paid any attention to the league table, because I'm no. not concerned about a bad start after two weeks. I pick I pick my team with a sort of five-week strategy in mind um, and I didn't make a transfer last week, and I'll probably make one this week just because you can only roll over one. So you can only have a maximum of two. So I should make one. Um, what's a little bit annoying for me is I've got Foden, I've got Jackson. Um, and I didn't get much out of them in the first two weeks. But now everyone's going to jump on to Jackson because Chelsea have got Luton, Forest, Bournemouth in their next three games. So I've I've held on to Jackson, got him at the start um, and got nothing. And now I won't get the benefits because a lot of people, I think, will switch to Jackson this week. Particularly with Joao Pedro losing his starting berth last week. Um, similar with Ford and not... I mean, I got nine points out of him last week, you'd take that, But I think more people will be looking at Man City now. Now we have got Sheffield United, Fulham, West Ham, Forest. Next few games, if you can triple up on Man City, um, that looks good. Um, for me, on the watch list, still Diaby. I like the look of him. Um, and the problem, I've got Gabriel for Arsenal. Um yeah just didn't see him losing his place I held on last week thinking maybe it was just a one off, Uh, he didn't start again and he's coming on each week and getting you that one point so you're not even getting your sub on. so I'll probably have to get rid of Gabriel and I'm not sure where to go yet whether to, um, tempted possibly with Gusto from Chelsea, it's a short term thing because Reese James is out injured for a few weeks Gusto's only 4 million and you can get a Chelsea defender for 4 million who's going to play for at least the next 2 or 3 weeks while I evaluate things um, that's worth doing. The other two for me who've been poor, and I should be looking to get rid of, is I've had nothing from uh, Richarlison or Eze, but I'm loath to get rid of them because Richarlison's now got Bournemouth, Burnley, Chef United in these next three games, and Eze's got Brentford, Wolves, Villa, Fulham. Um, I think they've both got a good little run of fixtures where I want to give them another chance because if I take them out this week, it feels a little bit knee-jerk after two weeks. Um, so I'm prepared particularly with, with those two to to give them a little bit longer. But if they're both blank this week, they'll definitely be in the firing
0: line. Um, you're sitting in 54th place, Baz, with a 45-point week, which is incredibly average. Uh, you are three points above the footballing geniuses that are Paul Simpson and TV's Pete Graves. Uh, you've got three more points than both of those two, so there you go. That'll be all right. So um, you, long game, Malcolm. Long game, eh? Yeah, very, very long game for me. Yeah, we're all behind Bob. Our uh, 11 year old, my 11 year old kid, is beating both of us, Baz. So that tells you. Um, right, dog, accumulator, goal scorer. I'll go first, Baz. Um, I'm going to take Wolves as my dog. 11 to 5, plus 220. Um, Everton a circle in the drain. Um, I hope the Nunes thing doesn't derail them. Uh, in terms of playing style or confidence or has their heads turned, things like that. But going had just been so bad. And I think Wolf, I saw enough Wolves in both games that there's that, that, something there for them. And you can't say that about Evan at all. Yeah, so Wolves is my dog, plus 220. It's my goal scorer, um, I'm going to go to Manchester City and I'm going to go with Phil Foden. Phil Foden earned all the rave reviews last weekend. Um, for his performance against newcastle he was man of the match by an absolute mile um i think we th- or we think city're going to score three or four goals here as well so there's some goals to be spread about why can't forward and get one of them he's 11 to five anytime goal scorer that's plus 220 and uh, 13 to two plus 650 uh, to score first and last Baz.
1: Yeah, I like that Foden pick, that's nice. Uh, my underdog, I'm going exactly the same place. I've got Wolves here to beat Everton as my underdog. What price did you have down for that, Malcolm? 11-5. to five. Yeah, so Wolves to beat Everton at 11-5, plus 220 is the underdog pick for the week. Um, the scorer for me, uh, I've raved about him enough, is D'Orby. Um As I say, he's getting plenty of opportunities. He's having the shots on goal, shots on target in the game so far. 13-5 um, to any scorer plus 260, 7-1 uh, for a first goal. So, yeah, Diarby to score first 7-1 or, or any time at 13-5 is the scorer pick for me this week. Um,
0: accumulators, Baz, um, I'm going to go four. First one is the Arsenal team total over two and a half. I think they're going to smash Fulham up at the weekend. My um, second one is going to be Aston Villa on the money line. Um, a team I have to pick. I was high on them coming in. They played well. I'll stay high on them. They're at eleven to ten. And for my third one, I, I can't get away from Newcastle. Plus five to four plus one twenty. I know I don't. It's a home. I play. I don't like Jinxing myself, which I'm almost certainly going to do on the last game of the weekend with my team. Uh, but Arsenal team total over two and a half. Villa money line. Newcastle money line is plus seven forty seven. Just a shade short of uh, fifteen to two. Barry.
1: Yeah, and the treble for me is uh, team total treble. I've gone for Spurs to score two or more, Chelsea to score three or more, and Man City to score three or more. Uh, at a price of just over 5-1, to one, plus 5-10. Um, so, yeah, team goals treble. Spurs over 1.5, Chelsea over 2.5, Man City over 2.5, 5-1 treble for me. Uh, beautiful, Baz.
0: Uh, I think we have done it. Well done, Um towards the longer end of one of the shows but the, the a full week of picks um, and a lot of chat is, is, is a lot to be going on with so uh, thanks everyone who joined there was more people in the uh, in the chat just watching and not chirping up so if you are watching just get involved stick some comments in give us give us some of your picks but everyone who Here was not right.
1: there welcome um, yes also just a quick reminder about the Discord channel because that's been yes. busy as anything. On a Saturday, the Discord channel is alive with activity. And I'm going to put another shout out for Tease in the Discord channel, who had his <laughs> stats picks. I mentioned him last week and I said, keep an eye out for him because um, on the first week, he picked the Tenali. He, he found a really good price on Tenali shots. Last week, he came up with a Dutch one for us. He had uh, Van Ginkel to have two shots on goal. He tipped him for three shots on goal at seven to one, and then three shots on goal, including one on target, was fourteen to one, and hit everything. Wow. Um, he's really good at sniffing out. He'll come up with one pick a week. Uh, it's always in that Discord chat, uh, so it's worth keeping an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for tease budding in the uh, Discord chat. But get involved in the Discord because there's tons of people putting their picks out there. Don't be afraid to put your own picks in there. Nobody judges. Nobody moans if you chuck a loser in. Uh,
0: but get involved it's a good place to be on a weekend yeah it's absolutely razor sharp you're right Buzz. But I look forward to sweating these out over the weekend thanks everybody uh, we really appreciate it this show is just incrementally grown week by week uh, every new listener is helping so yeah big fans uh, cheers Baz uh, for all your efforts good luck with anything you punt over the weekend uh, we'll be back probably on Monday night because I'll be full of beer on Sunday uh, until then we'll see you down the road cheers hey.